Today's my sister was has work today. Okay, today I mean, as as you are aware, we we have someone very 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 special here. Special to God, special to us here today. Taking tribe, I think this is the first time I'm going to have a guest speaker at tribe. So today is a fantastic and wonderful day. It's, it's, it's been with us before. It was been with us on our sojourn. <laughs> and our journey's been at Orchid. It's been here also. Um, okay, it's, it's on the screen. We we call him Reverend Doc. Um, he's, he's, he's a fantastic, fantastic man of God. So let's put our hands together for the Lord as we welcome Dr. Dushote to um, bring the word of God to us. Let's keep clapping. It's an honor to be here in the house. It's a privilege to be here today. And I appreciate the ministry of Pastor Femi and his wife. And I appreciate this house also. Uh, every time I come, like I was sharing with Pastor Femi, I, I see something new. I know that God is here. God is helping us. And I'm sure, as the scripture said, the path of the judge shall shine brighter and brighter. And I believe that will be the portion of this church in Jesus' mighty name. Well, it's an honor to be here. And anytime I'm asked to come, I don't take it lightly. I believe God has something for all of us and also for me. So I want to just open your hearts to the Lord as we consider the purpose of liberty. Father, we thank you. We honor you for today. We ask that you speak to your church, to us, in plain language. Speak to us mouth to mouth. Let the entrance of the world tonight bring light and mission in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, help us greatly. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. So today we're going to consider the topic, what I call the Kingdom OS. The Kingdom OS. And the OS stands for Operating System. I'm sure you are familiar with that vocabulary because we all have a smartphone, we have an iPad, we have a tablet, and we have all the gadgets. And I believe there's a parallel that God wants us to learn from our language, our culture. You know, like the scripture in I've been Romans chapter one said, whatever we can hear of God, know of God is revealed in nature around us. Everything around us is speaking the gospel. And I believe that today we also see that this technology that we use is speaking the gospel to us, and we can relate with that technology in scriptures. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. I'm sure if you have an iPhone like mine and you like your iPhone, you can't wake up one and say, well, I like this iPhone, but I want to change the operating system. I don't like iOS 9 or 6. I prefer Android. And the last Android version, I, the last my check is Android 6.0. I don't like, I like the system, but I don't like the platform. I want to change my platform. Is it possible? No. Or can I say, well, I, I like my Samsung. I like my Nokia. I like whatever version of or te techno. But I don't just like Android. I want iOS 9 to run on it. Can you do it? No. Why? It's been configured. It's been structured that way. 
But see, it's ironical, it's just mind-boggling that men will not go and sue Apple and say, I want you to make iPhone for me to run with Android platform. But they want to harass God and say, God, Jesus cannot be the only way. <laughs> that must be another way to get to you. But you don't go to Samsung and say, why don't you make my own phone to run on iOS 9? Because that's what I want to use. They'll say, look at Oga, we, 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 that's not our style of doing things. We want our platform to be Android, and we believe that will be the best out of our machines. God is saying the same thing to all of us human beings today. That I've designed my own system. And there's a system that runs it perfectly, seamlessly. And the reason why we are celebrating this season is to enhance and to know and to contact that platform. Every kingdom has its own platform. Every technology has their own platform. See, the operating system is the means of communication. That's what the machine will use to enhance or to deliver to your hands. God is saying to us, if you want the maximum benefit as a child of God, there's an OS. I'm going to look at it tonight in Jesus' mighty name. So if man can define way of operating a machine, then God has the right to say, look, at this is the way my own machine will work. Where is, Bible says, where is workmanship? He said, we are potters in his hand. He is the potter, we are the clay. He said, you cannot say to the potter, what are you doing? So you cannot say, just like you cannot say to Apple, make my own iPhone to run on Android platform. You cannot say to God, this is the way I want you to do me. No. He is the one that is, that's fashioned us and says, I have a platform for all of us. If you turn your Bible to me to Romans chapter, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. That will be our financial scriptures for what we are going to discuss today. Remember, we are the season of Easter where we celebrate the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. In, Roma, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, I'm going to read from 17 and downwards. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from 17. Say, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It is in that all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the mystery of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not in putting their sins to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, and though Christ were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Look at 21. For he was made, for he, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that he might, we might become the righteousness of God in him, or in Christ Jesus. The OS of God child of God is righteousness. The reason why Christ came is to give us that platform to operate. He said, he who knew no sin, God made him to become sin. And if you look at the previous verse, he said, God is reconciling us to himself. No one that said, I'm divine, you are the branches. Say, without me, you can do nothing. You can see everything is coming together. See, the righteousness of God in Christ is a platform for we, on which we can run our lives. 
Without the platform of righteousness, we cannot function. Without the platform of righteousness, we cannot function. If you look at Hebrews chapter 1, verse 18. No, verse 8, rather. Hebrews 1, 8. We'll see an scripture about Jesus Christ here. Hebrews 1, 8. Say, for unto the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. See that again. Say, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is scepter of your kingdom. Because you love righteousness and hated lawlessness, therefore God your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Child of God, if Christ can have access to the Father on the platform of righteousness, you cannot have any other sense. There's no other OS that you can use to accept the Father. Righteousness also means right standing with God. To have a right standing with God, that's righteousness. So we're saying to you, for you to function, for us to, uh, to get the benefit, the fullness of what's available in Christ. And God says here, because Christ loved righteousness, because Christ loved right standing with God, no one I will say things like, Whatever I see my father do, I all do also. He said, I don't do anything on my own. I'm not lawless. He said, I commune with the father. I submit to the father. Righteousness is submission to God. I said, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I will do. He said, because you love righteousness and hated lawlessness, therefore God, your God, has anointed you with all of gladness. Child of God, if all of us we also plug into that same righteous platform. The same anointing, the same grace that Christ enjoyed according to the scriptures will be upon all of us in Jesus' mighty name. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, you also see another dimension of what right standing with God will do for all of us. The Bible says, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. Say, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, that means if I stand right with God in the light, he says, we have communion or fellowship with one another. That means there's intimacy between me and God. It's intimacy between you and God. That means you, if you want to have intimacy with God, you must be in the light. If you want intimacy with God, you must walk with him in the light. God will not go to darkness or walk in darkness, no matter what passion the Lord will have for you. What will bring you to light where he is? He dwells in light. The Bible says he dwells in unapproachable light. So God is saying to us, if we walk in the light as in light, we fellowship. And if there's any problem in our life, the Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ will continually cleanse us from all righteousness to make us pure and ready for God's use. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. If we also look at Proverbs chapter 5, uh, 15 rather, Proverbs 15, verse 8. Proverbs 15, verse 8. We are laying a flat, flat, flat foundation for this series, for, for this teaching today. In Proverbs 8, 15, 8 and 9, Proverbs 15, 8 and 9 says, The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. The sacrifice of the wicked is abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. We're saying here from the scriptures that if we don't operate on the righteous platform, nothing works. 
whatever you do without that platform is just wasting time. Bible says, if you are not righteous, if you don't have a right standing with God and you pray, you are wasting your time. In verse 9, it said, the way of the wicked is an abomination of the Lord, but he loves him who follows righteousness. God is passionate about people who follow righteousness. So God is saying to us, if we will not come to light, if we will not connect with him in light, then we are, fun- we are not functioning. We are not going to be able to function. So the same way you cannot use your Android or your iPhone, God is saying, if you don't have righteousness, there's no way you can make progress. Because, like we said, righteousness is right standing with God, is reconnection with your source, reconnection with life. And that's why Christ came. And that's why we read the first scripture that God, Jesus Christ did not know any sin. Christ made him sin for us. So that his righteousness, his right standing with God can be imputed to the account and then we can function well. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So we need to understand that in this kingdom that we belong to, there's a platform. In this kingdom that we belong to, the platform, the operating system is righteousness. Without righteousness, we cannot function. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. And we need to know that. That just like your Android will function, your Samsung will function with Android, Android and you enjoy the benefit of that phone. Just like your iOS 9 will function on your iPhone and you enjoy the benefit of your iPhone. The same way, if you want to enjoy the benefit of the kingdom, righteousness is the key. Is the operating system. Without it, and that's why Paul will say something, don't let any man deceive you. Don't let any man deceive you. Because of lawlessness, God is going to judge the world. Say, don't, be, don't partake with them. So don't allow anybody to deceive you that, well, there's another way to worship God without being righteous. No. It's the operating system. It's the platform on which we can operate. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. And we need to understand that. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. But, but if you are hearing me, or if you are here, and you are not born again, I want to beg of you. Like the scripture read that, we employ you. We beg of you. Reconcile to God because you can only receive the full benefits of your sonship. Coming to church, listening to good messages will not cut it until you are engrafted into the van. That's why we also read in first, second Corinthians chapter 5 that if any man be in Christ, and that's what if you are engrafted into Christ, you are a new creature. All things are passed away and all things have become new. And all things be, belongs to God. So you can now function in a new realm. You can function in this kingdom you talk about. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. But child of God, if you are born again, not just enough to know that you have the platform. Don't just enough to know, to know that you have the right OS to function. But you know people have iPhone and they have the right OS. But they are underutilizing their phone. All they do is, hello, how are you? <laughs> and they take their calls. But this this system can do much more. But there are a lot of Christians who are born again, who have the right platform, who have righteousness, but they are not enjoying the fullness of what they have in Christ. No, I, I know people who just be proud to have an iPhone. What kind of I'm using iPhone. <laughs> what can it do? I don't know. <laughs> Do you know you can tell you how to get to this house, this, your friend's house? Uh-huh, is that so? If you don't know the way to your village, no, it can take you there. Is that true? The same way a lot of Christians are born again. They arrive at the right platform, but they are not utilizing the platform to their maximum benefits. 
And for you to be able to do that, you must have capacity. And capacity, I would define in two ways. We're going to look at capacity in two different dimensions. See, for you to have capacity, you, it means you have a working knowledge of righteousness. You are growing the knowledge of God in righteousness. That's one aspect of capacity. That you, you know who you are and you know what you have. You, have your, you know your covenant capability and right, right standing with God. That's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is that do you have the capacity to handle things? And I will go into detail about that. Number one, am I maximizing my potential in Christ? For me to maximize that potential, I must, number one, have a working knowledge. I must have insight to what righteousness is all about and how to work it. That's one capacity I must develop. I get my point. That means if I have my iPhone, I know how to maximize my iPhone to do whatever iPhone can do. And we need to, as Christians, be able to understand what we have in Christ and what we are supposed to do with that knowledge for our benefits, for the benefit of our families, and for the benefit of the nation, and for the benefit of the church. A lot of us are crying grace around that useless to ourselves, to our families, and our loved ones. It's like carrying your iPhone and you're posing with it without any delivery. You are, there are no deliverables in your life, in my life. So one of the things we must know, you must have capacity, working knowledge of who I am. What can my righteousness do for me? What can I make real in my life, in the life of others my families, based on my operating system? And that will not come by observation. You must understand what it's all about. The child of God, this journey of life that we're in is not for posing. It's not to say, hey, I'm not born again on my way to heaven. No. God says we are soldiers for the kingdom. We are to take territories for him. We are to influence our culture. We are to influence our neighborhood. We are to influence things. And by the knowledge of what we have in Christ, our righteousness, Christ was an example. Christ influenced his culture. And that's why we're here today. Paul, the apostle, influenced his culture. That's why we're here today. Paul, the, Peter, the, Peter, the apostle, also influenced his culture. And many other men, even there are people in the contrary people that we know that are influencing their culture. One man of God that is begun to be with the Lord that I love so much. A lot of people don't like him, but I like him. <laughs> it's Bishop, Bishop Idaosa. I love the man. I love him. There are things that we're able to assess now as a church because of that man. He has boldness. Boldness. <laughs> boldness. At least that's one thing I know about him. He's bold. He, he will confront evil. If you see evil. <laughs> The day I was born over that this man was true man of God, as I was in the meeting he was conducting, he said some few things the day before that I didn't really like. <laughs> but the following day in that meeting, actually it was a meeting that Felicity Price came to Nigeria. He was there. So he came. He said some few things the day before. This following day he said some few things. He now came back and said, I'm very sorry. How can Archbishop be a protest to people like us? He said, I, he came the following day and said, I'm very sorry. I pass my heart to you. Please forgive me. Archbishop, I'm talking about Bishop, I'm not talking about his young He said, please forgive me. I'm very sorry. I've made amends with the man I spoke about. And he said a few other things. In the evening of that meeting, 
he came and apologized to the people. He said, I'm, I'm very sorry I said some few things yesterday that was not right. I'm talking about Archbishop. Do you know some pastors of one church cannot say sorry to you or to people? <laughs> That's number one. Number two, a man I know that was in his ministry that got born again under his calling, left his ministry, he was in that crowd. He saw him and said, come, my son. I happen to know because I also know the man. And he said, how are you doing, son? How many men of God would do that? <laughs> For me, that settles that this man is a true man of God. You might not like his style, but there's a character trait that shows this man has a passion for Christ, a heart for God. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So, people like that are there who have shown us the way, the path to how to run life, how to do life, capacity. The other capacity that I want to talk about also, and we're going to put all that together, is that do you know that you can have iPhone 4 or 3? Let's just say 3. 4 is too recent. iPhone 3. And iPhone 3 cannot run some OS now. They'll tell you, don't go there. <laughs> Even your Samsung phone. If you want to upgrade the system, say, ah, no, we can't handle it. Why not? Capacity. Do you know that? Either your RAM or your hard drive cannot handle it. Do you know as a Christian, you can also have limited RAM and hard drive? <laughs> that there are things you cannot handle because you don't have capacity. One scripture I love so much is Galatians chapter 4. Let's come there. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. Said, now I say that the heir, that's children, as long as his child does not differ at all from a slave, though is a master of all. I read that again. Galatians 4 1. Now I say that the heir, the son of God, as long as his child does not differ at all from a slave, though is a master of all iPhone 3 is still iPhone. Apple, true? Not change. <laughs> it still belongs to the family of Apple. But as of today, it's no longer relevant. What? The capacity. That's why Bible says, and here, as long as the child, the difference between a man, a full-grown man, and a child is not much. You know, by the time you are five or thereabouts, the size of the brain is settled. You get started here, your height is settled. But there are things a five-year-old boy cannot handle that a 21-year-old boy, if he's well-developed, can handle. As a child of God, it's not just enough for you to know that righteousness is your OS. Do you have capacity to use the OS? That's number one. Are you, do you have a working knowledge of righteousness? Are you growing in grace? The truth that you know, is it usable to you? The one day I was in church, and God asked me a question. He said, what's your conversion rate? I said, which one is this one again? <laughs> he said, what's your conversion rate? I said, Lord, <laughs> what are you talking about? He says, the knowledge of scripture you have, and the reality you are touching. 
He said, the knowledge of scripture. No, we can quote scripture. Say the knowledge of scripture that you have and the reality of that scripture in your heart, in your life. For example, my, my, my scribes, I'm healed. Are you walking in divine healing? My God has spoiled my knees. I continue to say, are you, is that, is, that, is that true in your life? I can do all things through Christ and Jesus Christ. That's in me. Is that true? Christ has been made unto me wisdom. Are you seeing aspect of wisdom in my life? My children shall be taught of the Lord and grace shall be their shalom. Is that true for you in your life or your family? No weapon form against that prosper. Every tongue that is against me, I shall contempt. Is that true? Really true? If it's not true, that means something is wrong. That means there are no, there's no conversion between knowledge and reality. And what we call it is capacity, sir, Amma. Once you have capacity, you know, you know the dynamics of how to translate knowledge to reality. And it's not hidden, it's in scriptures. So is that capacity? So a lot of Christians carry born again around and born again and born again, but we are not seeing the token of salvation in our lives. We are not seeing the evidence that we are really born again in our lives. We are not seeing all you no know, like I, I, I like this scripture. The son of Skiffers, when they say, Jesus Christ, go out, devil. They say, ah. Devil says, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? That means they know the reality that Paul has a voice in the spirit. Do you know that Paul did not have any special grace that we don't have? Nothing. It was the same grace. They said, Jesus Christ did not say, I'm going to the cross for Paul now, so this one I'm dying is Paul's one. So I will die your own later on. No. It's the same, same thing. Same grace. Same access. But what has happened to Paul was capacity developed it. Working knowledge. What do I have in this new birth? What do I have access to? And how do I access it? See, a lot of us sometimes, like I said, we have been born again, but we have not developed our RAM or our drive. So that when you want, to, when God wants to download things, it's saying uh, no space, no space, no space. And there are things to do to develop capacity. That's what we know what I'm talking about. There are things to do. <laughs> because once you are born again, the Bible says we should grow in this grace. Let me read some scripture for us. When Paul was talking to his people, <laughs> he says, uh, when you ought to be leaders, First Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians 3. And he's talking here to Christians, not unbelievers. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1. He's talking to Christians because this is a church. Say, I and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, for you are carnal. As babes in Christ, children, God saying to them, You have not developed capacity. I fed you with milk and not solid food. Until now, you are not able to receive it or handle it. Even now, you are still not able. That is, your RAM is so small. Your hard drive is so small. There are things we want to download. There are files we want to give to you. But there's no space. So what we need to give to you is iOS that is running with iPhone 3. <laughs> and you are limited. Uh, sir, if you look at iPhone 3, in that time, it was awesome. 
But now, if you put iPhone 3 and iPhone 6, you know that there's, the difference is clear, 7 up. <laughs> it is true. No, I was listening to a man recently. He said, the computer that took man to moon in 97, your iPhone is smarter than another computer. The thing that took people to the moon in 69, that iPhone, some of the phones that we carry, has more capacity than them. But the people who designed those things, sometimes think, ah, we're it, we're it, we're there. The same way some of us as Christians, we are rejoicing on old school anointing. And God says, come up, come up higher. Come up higher. Look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 to 14. And I believe that's a challenge for all of us as Christians today. Hebrews 5, 12. It says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, teaching people about the principle of the kingdom of God, you need someone to teach you again the first principle of the oracle of God. And you have, you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness and is a babe. Remember that keyword, unskilled in the work, word of righteousness. No, we said the OS righteousness. Say, if you still need milk, if you don't have capacity, that means you are still not skillful. And God says we are soldiers. An unskillful soldier is a disaster to the infantry he belongs to. But verse 14, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age and those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. That means they are develop their strength in God. They look for something more. They say, God, we want more. We want to do more for you. A lot of us as Christians, we are not we are not really driven, self-driven to say, Lord, I want to do more for you. What else do you want me to do? What did you call me to in the body of Christ to do? What's my assignment? Because if you understand your assignment, you also know your capacity that you need to develop. If you know this is what I'm supposed to do for the kingdom of God, then you ask question, how do I get there? What do I need to do to get there? Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So God is saying to us, all of us, including my humble self, that number one, you need to develop capacity to understand the dynamics of righteousness that we have in Christ and then from time to time develop your RAM, your hard drive, your capacity to handle to be able to download information from heaven that can be useful for the body of Christ. For your family, even if you don't want to do body of Christ, at least for your family because the, the day will come that the us men will knock on your door. And pastor cannot be, maybe pastor will be sleeping that day. <laughs> That's truth. See, a lot of us think pastor can solve all the problems. No. No. Like now, <laughs> I pity anybody that belongs to my church, that pastor. Because MTN has knocked off my network. So if you have a problem and you want to reach me on my phone, you just say not available. Not available. But if you have capacity yourself, you can start somewhere. At least push them back forward to some extent. And they can recruit help. I would say, if your strength is small in the day of adversity, 
Indeed, your strength is small indeed, if you're not, if you're not strong. Because there will be full soldiers that will come. And devil is so strategic, the way he plans his strategy. He will send full soldiers first. And if you whip them, he says, okay, no problem. Us men will come. But if you have capacity, then you just say, bring it on. <laughs> like Elijah or Elisha. Bring it on. Because you are developed. And I believe one of the reasons why God is teaching us is for us to develop capacity. Develop capacity. So you want to ask me, how do I increase my realm? How do I increase my capacity? I'm not going to tell you anything new that you don't know about. That's the truth. <laughs> no new revelation. No people say, ah, there's, a new, there's nothing new under the sun. You know that? There's nothing new. But I believe that God just wants to emphasize certain truth to us in this day and age. You know, the last time I came here, I remember clearly one of the things that God said to say to the church here, that, you see, this, not, I think there's a service you hold about anointing service and something like that. God will, God will do it. I said, what God wants to do is not just in church. That want God to take people from this church in their locality, in their in their neighborhood, to replicate that. So it won't be a monthly thing. It won't be ah, we are doing it in church alone. God is saying you develop and say, look, whatever I have, God, my God, can do it. But for you to be able to say that there's capacity, there's something on the inside of you that must develop. And I love one of the things I saw here in church. You know, Pastor Femi said to me, before service, we would pray in tongues for some time. Said, ah, bring it on. I like that. <laughs> but let me say this to you. If you belong to this church, I will encourage you, come at 6 o'clock for music service and pray in spirit. That will build capacity in you. You cannot go down that way. You can't. If you made that commitment, see, there's no magic to this thing. There's no form- this is the formula. The key is what we're sharing today. And I have it in my note here. <laughs> Maybe let me just jump to that place because that's very relevant. Something can relate with. You see, for you to increase your realm, you must pray in the spirit. And the scripture for you, look at Jude 20. Jude, I only want chapter. So we're not saying things that we, 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 that we, that we don't know is scriptural based and will work. So when he said to me, they pray, I said, I must pray too now. <laughs> <laughs> no, pastor said to me, no, men of God want to pray. Do you really want to prepare? I said, ah, that's our preparation now. Let me pray in the Spirit. Because that's where you sharpen your reflex. The Bible says here, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. My own translation in modern new language is, but beloved, building yourself up or building up your realm in your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Spirit. You said building up yourself. Developing your capacity. How do you do it? Pray in the Spirit. Develop capacity. Pray in the Spirit. I want to also beg of you. If you are a Christian and you are not praying by the Holy Ghost, you have not been baptized with the Holy Spirit, with evidence of praying in the Spirit, you shouldn't leave church tonight until you do it. Um, don't leave church. I can share my testimony with you. See, I got born again on a Sunday, by Monday, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. But because I didn't have understanding, I prayed. It was boring. I stopped. Until a man of God came to my church and prayed and preached about gifts of the Spirit. And I said to myself, I'm not going to leave church until that gift came back. I won't leave. I was in church with my, my brethren. My, I said, they can go. I, I know the way to the house. 
a lot of us don't take this necessary. If you cannot pray in the spirit, you are born again, receive their grace. It's necessary for you. You also see it here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Also, you want to develop capacity, these are things to do. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, if you look at the 4a, he said, but he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. The word edifies not translated build up himself, and not translated charge up yourself, like a charging battery. You are building up yourself. If you pray in those spirit, you edify yourself, you build up yourself, you charge up yourself. So, if you want to charge yourself or develop capacity, you must pray in the Holy Spirit. And look at verse 18, just to put at the measure. Paul was writing to the church. He said, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than you all. He said, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than you all. No wonder he wrote a lot of chapters in scriptures. No wonder he said, I, I, I know a man, whether in the flesh or the spirit, who has revelation I cannot, it's not lawful for him to utter. Why? He said, I speak in tongues more than you all. If you want me to recommend to you, you should start a drill. Notice that you, you jog. <laughs> start five minutes and put a lamp there. Five minutes. That is working your righteousness, working, developing your righteousness. Ten minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes, until you get to one hour. You should be able to pray, Ali, one hour in tongues non-stop. You should be able to do it. There's a project out there I'm putting together in my church that will go to put on digitally about how to drill yourself in praying in the spirit. You can listen to the song and people will pray in the spirit for 10 minutes. When you are done, you do 20 minutes, you do 30 minutes, and you do one hour. There's no way you pray in the spirit that way that capacity will not be developed. You want to say there's somebody here, like the, some people, <laughs> you must pray in the spirit now. You want to give prophecy. Some of you want to give prophecy and you don't want to pray in the spirit. How do you get prophecy? How do you hear heaven? <laughs> it's not revelation now. <laughs> you want to see mysteries. You want to read Bible and see revelation. You must pray in the Spirit. Because when you pray in the Spirit, you are attuned with the voice of the Spirit. You are. You are. So that's number one. How to develop. So you must have a structured way. Just like you exercise. No, when people are doing exercise, they say, okay, do five minutes, 20 minutes, break yourself in. You can start the Holy Ghost something like that too. So next time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and then when you are ready, Say, bring it on. One hour should be no problem. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus Christ. This one I know you know easily. Fasting. You cannot be a Christian and not fast. <laughs> I want capacity. No. You have to fast. Joker said, didn't say if you fast. Say when you fast. You can look at that Matthew chapter 6. Say when you fast, not if you fast. Say don't be like the hypocrites who will frown their face and say, ah, we are fasting. No. Said, your father that sits in secret will reward you openly. That's a reward, sir, Amma, for fasting, if you do it right. And part of the reward is capacity is built in you. You build capacity. When you want to do a serious work, you fast, though. <laughs> no, the scripture says, there's some demons that will not go. Said, this kind does not go except by fasting and prayer. It's a Christian culture that, you know, as a young Christian, we are encouraged to fast at least one day in a week. The culture, Christian culture. That you, but we are see Christian day and days, they don't, until church calls fast, that's when they fast. 
It's not like that, sir. Ama. You should have your personal structure way of growth. Maybe once a week. The, the week that you are light, just fast. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Then another point is you must desire growth. God will not give it to you or say by force, by fire, by force. No. Do you crave growth? Do you desire growth? You must crave it. There must be a craving in your heart to do more for the kingdom of God. There must be a craving in your heart to say, Lord God, let me be useful to your hand. I want to be useful. I don't want my life just be a life without power, without expression, without any grace. Do you desire such things? Or you are just saying, let me just maintain, no, at least I'm not going to trouble the devil. The devil will not trouble me. It's not true. Whether you like it or not, the devil will show up. <laughs> and you must be ready, fire for fire. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. No, like they said, have you seen a rabid dog play with fire before? A dog that is rabid, play with fire. No. But if there's no fire, no eat, anybody can touch you anyhow. Some people, the reason why people are having stress in their life is because there's no fire of the Holy Ghost. There's no eat. Even hands, even sugar hands will not go where there's eat. No, they walk away. Even flies will not go where there's eat. They walk away. Maybe one of the things God is saying to you, increase the fire. Paul told Timothy, he says, stir up the fire. Stir up the grace you have received by the laying hand of the elders. Some of us as Christians, men have prophesied over our lives. Men have given what a prophecy about what God wants to do. You know, but what are you doing about it? Are you stirring up that gift? Are you putting the fire? Are you doing something about it? See, prophecy, no, I also love what Paul told Timothy. He said, wage your war by the word of prophecy that has been given to you. A lot of us have prophecy given unto us and you will go to sleep. No, that's not how to handle prophecy. A prophecy is given to you, you pray it through. You make a demand on it. You say, God, your word cannot be annulled. Forever your word is settled. You pray it through. You make a demand. You say, no, I'm not going to give it. That's what Caleb did. Say, look at this mountain is mine. A lot of us have mountains to take, but we're not, we're not driven to do it. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So, do you desire growth? Do you desire growth? See, if you want your IOS 6 to work, you study, you look for the manual. You will say, ah, this app you are seeing. No, sometimes you go and say, ah, which one are you using again? Which app is that? I say, I know it's there now. Teach me how to do it. And your life becomes very easy because you can use some apps. One day I was, I, I booked a flight and I canceled the flight. No, this thing just said, you have a flight in one hour. I said, no, no, I've canceled it. Say, you still have a flight in one hour. But some people don't know how to use that function and they have the capability to use. It can tell you that your flight is, at this time, you can, your, your boarding pass can come to your phone. The same way there are things that can come to you when you know in Christendom. There are things that will find you, locate you, when you press the right button. When you know what to do. Favor can locate you if you know what to do. No, that's why I love David. David was a man that I love. He made his own mistakes. But do you know, if you look at the life of David, there are things that was looking for the man. There are things that were, God was committed to the man. 
the man just said, I want to build a house for God. He was thinking about that. God said, nah, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> I will build you a house. And God made a commitment to the man that even said that if your children misbehave, I will not remove my mercy from them. I will flog them myself. <laughs> That's a commitment. Do you know one day I was reading the Bible scriptures and God said to God, I'm still looking for men that will commit myself to like David. I'm still looking for men and women that I will commit myself to like David. And the truth is that we can be one of those people. I say, God, I want you to commit yourself to me. Perpetual blessing. No, David received a perpetual blessing. That even Solomon in his madness cannot at all. Do you know that? God knew Solomon would be mad. He said, look, I will flog him. Don't worry. There are things that can be settled now when you have capacity, when you attract favor from God. You can pray yourself to have capacity if you desire it. Now, one of the scriptures I, I believe I recommend I will pray is Ephesians chapter 1, 17. Ephesians 1. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in order of him. That the eyes of understanding might be enlightened. Understand that your eyes might be flooded with light. If you want capacity, pray the scripture that God give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in all of you. That the eyes of understanding might be flooded with light. I might know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to have knowledge, working knowledge. You desire it and crave for it. <laughs> in chapter 3, also in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. I also like that. He said, he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. Look at that again. Today I saw this. Ah, this is a dangerous prayer to pray, but it's a good prayer to pray. He said, that God will grant you according to the riches of his glory, according to the riches of his glory, to be, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man. What you are praying for, that God according to his glory to strengthen you in your inner man. That God will grant you or me according to the riches of glory to be strengthened with my true spirit in my inner man that way. And to say, God is able to do exceedingly abundant. That means whatever you pray can come to pass. That means, you see, when you, when you look at scripture like this, that means there's something in us that can handle the fullness of God's glory. There's something in us. Because he will not write in scripture that God will strengthen you according to, according to like unto. Riches of the glory. See, if you carry the glory of God, you are made. Because which demon wants to come and face you? Which favor will not follow you? Which grace, will, what door will not open unto you? And that's how to release capacity. Paul also said to his children, I travel again in Galatians 4, 19. Say, I travel again in bad pain until Christ be formed in you. Until Christ be formed in you. When Christ is formed in you, know what I mean? The glory of God, the very Shekinah glory dwells inside of us. When was the last time we prayed like that? Talk to myself also. That God, I fill me with your glory. Fill me with your glory. We 
crave for things like that. No one have realized that, see, when you have the presence of God dwell with you, you are covered on every side. You are. Favor will follow you. Men will come look for you. Solution will be available to you. You cannot be confused. But that's a lot of work. It's work. I can tell you. I say to people, Christianity is serious work. Or is that work? It's not for lazy people. Christianity, you must dig deep. And all the thing I'm asking us to do is not something I, not wishful thinking. It's something that we dig for. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Well, let me stretch it further a little bit. That it's not just enough for you to have a big hard drive. <laughs> not just enough for you to have a big RAM. If you cannot download information, it's a problem. A lot of problem. And if your internet access is slow, like some of the services we have in Nigeria, you can start downloading a file and you get bored. I say, well, I've tried. God knows I've tried. True or false? Yeah, God has <laughs> do you know that in the kingdom of God, there's internet access also? We do have. We do. That if you want to download file, sharp, sharp. <laughs> that's access. I tell you that's nothing new. Do you know what, want to know what it is? It's simple. And you know it. Worship. Worship. See, a lot of you come late to church. <laughs> Let me give you scripture to prove that it's true. <laughs> Second Kings chapter 3. That's why I envy people in worship team. That if you know what to do, you are made. The background to the story is that the three kings want to go to war and they didn't have water for their flocks. And they say, is there no man of God in this town that we can go to? I said, there's one man, Elisha. I said, let's go to him. And Elisha saw the three kings. I said, if not for Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't have looked at you. Look at what he requested for him to speak the word of the Lord. Say, but now bring me a musician. I'm reading New King James Version. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. When the musician played, the hand of the Lord came upon me. Was Elisha anointed of God? True or false? True. But say, I need to download this file, but I need access. <laughs> say, bring me a musician. He said, bring me a prophet. He said, bring me money. Or bring me an offering. No. He said, bring him. I said, as the, hand, the man was playing, the hand of the Lord, that means the file was downloaded. <laughs> and he made, he, he gave them the file that he downloaded. This thus says the Lord. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus Christ. If you look at even David, the Bible says, when the evil spirit from the Lord comes upon Saul, when David starts to play, the evil spirit will depart. What does that happen? He downloaded a fire from heaven. Access. And when the presence of the Lord came, and the Bible says, <laughs> Jesus Christ was speaking to us in 1 John chapter, 4, John chapter 14. That's rough. 4, rather. I'm, I'm, I'm messing up now. John 4, 23 to 24 said, God is still seeking for worshippers. 
Oh, worship in spirit and truth. See, and that's what says, praise await God in Zion. See, when you worship, God must show up. True worship. Not anybody. True worship. When you worship God in spirit and in truth, the presence of God must come. And when the spirit of God, there's information. You can say, ah, sir, uh, before you go, <laughs> sir, uh, these outstanding matters, can we quickly cover it? That's why I said, worship is God access to God to download files. You have to be a superstar to worship God. Like a man of God will say, you can use standing key, get your key. God says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. But let your heart be right. Offer true worship. And the way I can tell people, see, there's bound to be one musician that you like, Christian musician that you like, that when you hear that song, you just, it will do something inside of you. True? And start with their own song and sing along with them. Their song becomes your song. And your anointing becomes that on that song. And when that anointing comes on that song, it's a different ballgame. Sometimes you need to just wake up in the morning and say, God, praise await you in my house, in my own Zion. And put on the tape and start singing along with them. A time will come that that song will be in the background and you are there. And when you have aware with the presence of God, something must happen. I know what I'm talking about. You can be in your car, sir, as a man, and worship. And the presence of God will be in your car. And God will begin to speak to you. And begin to minister to you. So in nutshell, I think I've come to the end of what I've come to share with you tonight. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. But just not enough to be excited about the word. But please, let's do the word. There's righteousness. There's craving for righteousness. There are things to do. There's work to be done. Let us crave for his presence. Let's crave for more. Is that okay? Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for what you have shared with us tonight. We bless you because you are good and you are faithful. Lord, beyond the word that we have spoken, speak to us. And like the words in our hearts. But Lord, not, be, not just to be excited about the word we have shared. But Lord, create in us a task to pursue you. To long for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Tell it in the cause of the Tassi and Dedim of the 